1: By my count, 10 things have to happen for the Colts to get to the playoffs. This is an Optimism Wednesday special that we're going to talk about the Colts going to the playoffs. Coming from 4-12-1 to a place, even in the AFC South, where they they are capable of finding their way to the postseason. 10 different mileposts must be circumvented for the Colts to be able to get there we'll go over those. We'll talk about Northwestern a little bit. One thing that Pat Fitzgerald and former players can agree upon, they want to get paid by Northwestern. Everybody's suing Northwestern. Northwestern is imploding as we speak. It's interesting to see this kind of thing happen. Two weeks ago, Northwestern was rolling. Northwestern was like Hey, look at us. We got academics over here. We got athletics over here. We got a practice facility on the lake that you can't even believe. And now it's like that whole place is imploding and, and collapsing upon itself like a dying star. We're going to talk about Jalen Harrelson. Jalen Harrelson is transferring from Fishers High School to La Lumiere to go play basketball. We're gonna talk about that a little bit. I'm not real happy about it. I don't think the grass is always greener on the other side. In fact, I think the grass is only greener for the student-athlete and it's not for the student-athlete, it's for the coach. It's for the program that the coach is trying to build. It's not for the kid. The, the benefit in transferring from one high school to another is rarely uh, owned by the kid. This is Inside Indiana Sports now with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. Brought to you by the great people of Johnson's Plumbing. You give Jared Johnson a call. He's going to come out an honest day's work and fix your plumbing or upgrade your plumbing. You need a new hot water heater installed? Nobody better than Jared uh, Johnson at that and so much more. 765-610-8809. Is the number one to remind you today we had a hell of a 47, 48 minute, um, two big brains, Dan Dockich and I talking a lot uh, about Taylor and how Jonathan Taylor it really kind of, if he wants to get upset, you do it in the privacy of your own home. You don't puke it all over Twitter and social media. It's just kind of that simple. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like. Ring the bell if you want an alert every time we go live. And if you want to make a donation, make a donation. Hey, the like button, it doesn't cost you a dime. You just hit it. It's just the polite thing to do. Trust me, it's polite. If you're not aware of that, you know what? That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help. All right, here are the 10 things that the Colts need to do in order to make the postseason. And to do that, they're going to have to win the AFC South. They're not going in as a, a wild card. There's not going to be a wild card from the AFC South. One of the keys to the Colts, and, and so me talking about the Colts going to the playoffs, while it's Optimism Wednesday, it's also kind of a, it's not unrealistic to talk about because the AFC South sucks. The Jaguars were 9-8 and last year, and they had a lot of good things happen for them to get to that 9-8. and The Titans, they're not very good at any level. Their offensive line's terrible. Uh, They've got Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry's getting a little bit old. Ryan Tannehill, he's kind of fading. Mike Vrabel, without an offensive line, without a real starting quarterback. They did go get DeAndre Hopkins. All right, DeAndre Hopkins is 31. He missed seven games in uh, 2021, and he missed eight games in 2022. He's getting older. That's what happens to wide receivers. So getting an old one, it, it, like you can win the offseason by getting old wide receivers, as it, they did with Julio Jones, right? They went out and got Julio Jones and said, we're all fixed up. Until then, Julio Jones didn't play like Julio Jones. We've seen the Colts do this. We saw them do it back in 2015 with Andre Johnson. How'd that work out? Andre Johnson was a tremendous wide receiver when he was still good and athletically capable. And then when he came to the Colts, the, you know, kind of that, that shine uh, was off the coin. You know what I mean? And that's just the way it works. That's football. Football's not fair. That's why Jonathan Taylor wants his money. That's why Zach Martin wants his money. Zach Martin, graduate of Chattard High School and a an, uh, Central Indiana resident. He's saying he may sit out camp because he doesn't feel like he's being paid a fair wage. All right. You know what? Uh, That's fine. I hope you get all the money you can possibly get out of Jerry Jones. I want Jerry Jones' money coming to Indiana by the bucket load to Hoosier residents. All right? That's what I want for Zach Martin. Now, if he were with the Colts, we'd yell about it. And we'd say, hey, look, dude, you signed a contract. Let's go. But he didn't sign a contract with the Indianapolis Colts, he signed a contract with the Dallas Cowboys. And whatever takes money out of Jerry Jones' pocket, we are in favor of here. All right, here are the ten things that need to happen. I will not tease this any further down the road. Shane Steichen needs to find the perfect balance between conceptual simplicity for Anthony Richardson and difficulty for a defense to scheme against. That is a hell of a level of schematic excellence to hit. Simple enough to run, but complicated to defend. Can Shane Steichen do that? Does he have the talented pieces on the offense to be able to do that? We'll talk about that a little bit. Richardson must throw less than 17 interceptions. He cannot throw an interception per game and have the Colts. If you're going to have the ball nine times and you give it away once, That's 11% of the drives that would end in a turnover. Can't have that if you're the Indianapolis Colts. You can't win that way. You've got to treasure the possession of the football. You've got to be able to score it, and hopefully the Colts are able to do that. You can't score touchdowns if you're giving the football to the other team. That's very basic football. Anthony, I had a comment today. comment said, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen if Anthony Richardson uh, throws three interceptions a game? I say, well, they're going to go 0-17. That would be 23 more than the 28 Peyton Manning threw in 1998 to set the all-time rookie record for a quarterback. Like <laughs> that's a tr- First of all, it would never come to that. Because if, if he gets to 30, it's going to be Gardner Minshew, right? They're going to sit Anthony Richardson's ass down way before he gets to 51 interceptions. 51? I was like, holy Moses. Uh, Juju Brentson, Darius Rush, they have got to master Gus Bradley's scheme and be competent starters. They don't need to be great. They don't need to go to the Pro Bowl, but what they got to do is they got to show an ability to stop somebody in that zo- that kind of that zone that Gus Bradley likes to play. He likes to jam receivers and then fall back into a zone. And the Colts have got to be able to do that well with Brents and Rush or who? Dallas Flowers. You have the seventh round pick, the Jones kid. Other than that, you got to go get a veteran to come in and be that kind of stopgap guy. And they got to stay healthy at cornerback or they got problems. Moving Kenny Moore to the outside from a place where he excels at slot corner, that is not an option. All right, Quiddy Pay or Dio Odangbo, one of these two guys, because I don't think it's gonna be Samson Ibacom. I don't think he's gonna get to the quarterback double digit times. But Quiddy Pay or Hurricane Dio could, and they have to. Because there are two ways you win in this league. Two things you gotta do. You gotta keep your quarterback upright. And you got to knock the other guy's quarterback on his ass. That's how you win. Uh, Jacob, let's see. Jacob says, thank you for the donation, by the way, Jacob. Going to my first Colts camp on the 29th, you have any tips? I would get there early, and I would watch where the offense goes. You want to watch the offense, I'd guess. If you want to watch the defense, you got no problem because everybody moves with the offense. When the off- And you never know which field they're going to go to. You've got all the bleachers, and then you've got two 100-yard football fields. Go to the one where the offense is playing because you're going to want to watch Anthony Richardson. So if he sets up on the left the left field, sit there. He sets up on the right, sit there. Get there early and have a great time. You're going to have a great time. Uh, camp's wonderful, and, and that day is actually sold out. so good for you for getting tickets. Um, Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson must return to excellence. Jonathan Taylor must stay healthy and regain his 2021 explosiveness, and that's not a given. We'll see what Jonathan Taylor does. C.J. Stroud, Ryan Tannehill, and Trevor Lawrence, they need to be mediocre. Nobody can get great. C.J. Stroud cannot get great right out of the crate. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has got to take maybe a step back, although he wasn't altogether great last year. What do you have? 25 touchdowns, eight picks. That's not bad. 4,000 yards, kind of a good year for Trevor Lawrence. We don't need for him to get to like 4,800 yards passing, 30-plus touchdowns, and single-digit interceptions. That happens. It's going to be trouble for the Colts. Calvin Ridley cannot be the Calvin Ridley that Matt Ryan used uh, to to really make some hay in the NFC South. Can't have Calvin Ridley play like that. Um, And Ryan Tannehill. I'd like to see Ryan Tannehill play his way out of the bench and be replaced with Will Levis. Does that work for anybody? I don't think the Titans are going to be very good. I think their offensive line sucks. Colts got to get off to a 2-0 start for the first time since 2009, and I think they can do it playing at home against Jacksonville. I think they got a hell of a chance to win that game. And then you go on the road to Houston – Ike got a good chance to win that game, too. Houston and the Colts are a little bit similar in a lot of ways. We'll see what happens in game two. But you win those two games, you're in pretty good shape. The schedule needs to play as bad as it looks. Like, this is not, not a great schedule. It, it, actually, what I mean is, it's kind of an easy schedule, as easy as an NFL schedule can be. The 32nd best team in the NFL. Is really a pretty good football team. Even when they go 2-15, and 15, they're not bad. And that doesn't happen often. That's happened nine times in the last ten years that a team has won two or fewer games. It doesn't happen often. But a lot of times, like the Bengals did in 2019, they're bad before they get good. We don't need the Texans to get good before they're bad. Um. Shaq Leonard gets on the field early. There's a video on Instagram where he looks really good. Running, cutting, all that stuff. He looks athletic. If he can play like that and he can stay healthy, you know, it, he he puts a lot of strain on his body through hitting guys all the time. You talk about, like, the, the damage that Andrew Law caused himself, right, as a quarterback. Oh, he got hit too much. Okay. Well, you know what? Shaq Leonard goes and hits guys. He's seeking out contact. That's not good for nerves. And by nerves, I don't mean that. Like Barney Fife nerves, Don Knotts. I mean, you know, nerves as they grow in your body and they're damaged, which they were with Shaq Leonard, and that's why he had the surgery. And Steichen has got to embrace a lack of predictability. Frank Reich was so predictable the last couple of years. You knew what Frank Reich was going to do. Every single time, he never really went against form. And because of that, defenses were able to stop the Colts. uh, Like fourth and two from the 30, you knew what they were going to do. It was awful. And more than knowing what they were going to do, you knew it wasn't going to work. Strong go! Woo! Uh, Northwestern continues to unravel, and it's really kind of sad, unless you're the fan of an opposing team in the Big Ten, and then it becomes a little bit joyful because we revel in the pain of others. Does that make us good people? No. It makes us sports fans. Um, A lot of stories of rampant hazing have been proffered in the media by former players at Northwestern. The only thing that former coaches and players agree upon is that Northwestern should pay them a lot of money to shut up. You know, shutting up is is an interesting thing. When something has happened to you, where if you tell people, and it was just you and another person in a room, a person of authority in a room, you think, okay, should I tell somebody about this? Maybe it was my fault. I don't know. Maybe I did something. So you keep your mouth shut, and you wonder if you did the right thing. For a long time, you wonder if you did the right thing. I'm glad the people at Northwestern, assuming that they're all telling the truth, are speaking up and holding adults accountable for that kind of behavior. I hope they're doing that, and uh, I'm glad they're doing that, and, and I hope others benefit from it, because there are people who didn't and wonder quite often if they did the right thing. So congratulations to the people who are kind of pulling back the curtain on what seems to be a really unseemly level of physical abuse that was, if not congratulated by, at least uh, kind of ignored by Northwestern coaches. Uh, Zach Martin might sit. And that's interesting to me because, again, you know what? I like pain coming to Jerry Jones in the form of checks that he's got to write and decisions he needs to make about keeping his roster together and his roster motivated. And Zach Martin thinks he deserves to be paid more, so he might sit and force Jerry Jones's hand. Zach Martin one of the best guards in long standing in the NFL and by all accounts a great dude. And so I hope he gets paid bucket loads. I hope Jerry Jones has to pay him $30 million a year. Now, if he played for the Colts, I would be singing a different song. But he doesn't. He plays for the Cowboys, and I want Zach to get his. Like I said before, two big brains, huge show today with Dan Dockich that ended in a very unusual way. Dan's getting some work done on the house. And the guy came. Like, okay, he came. And and Dan uh, had to go. And so we wrapped up the show, and that's the way it goes. It's like Judy Garland. You know, with Judy Garland, you never knew really what you were going to get when she was on stage. She'd give concerts and like, hey, get distracted and wander away. (laughs) Dan's getting housework done, work on the the fire pit and back, and it's got to be done. So that's where he went, and off he went. It was a great show, though. We had a great time. And uh, talked some about Indianapolis media in a way where, like, I have great respect for people who do this for a living because it's hard to do for a living. Like, it's hard to make money these days being in sports media. Back in the day, it wasn't so hard. Now it's really hard because people keep trimming staffs and trimming staffs and paying people less and less. You got to take a 5% pay cut, a 10% pay cut, then another 5% pay cut. Then another 10% pay cut, and all of a sudden you're like, Wow, what? what am I doing? Why don't I do something else for a living? People who stay in this racket, God bless them, and people who work hard at it, I'm really happy for them. So I try not to dog them out too much. We talked about Colts Media, and, and uh, sitting between Mike Chappell and Stephen Holder in the press box for me, really enjoyable. Not everybody knows everything about football, nor are they even really – innately curious about it in many levels of the media. But you know what? They don't get paid to do that. So being hypercritical of, Colts management, ownership, players, that kind of thing, that's not in their ballywick. That's not, that's not in their sweet spot. It's not what they're asked to do. It's not what they're coached toward or managed toward. That's the way it goes. But for the love of God, people on the radio, stop using adverbs. Don't say literally anymore. Please, for the love of God, my head's going to explode. Don't do it. Please don't be responsible for my head exploding right off the top of my neck. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent. I can't wait. It's going to be Thursday, and then it's going to be Friday, and it's going to be awesome.